Merry Christmas! What's up, y'all? It's Christmas Day! Yeah! <laughs> I'm your girl Cynthia, but you know you can call me Kicks. And with me in studio, we've got Gavin Insulin. Pastor Gavin Insulin. Ready for turkey, guys. Ready for turkey. <laughs> and the Black Knight. The Merry Black Christmas, Christmas and we've people! We've got a special guest for you guys. We have Father Christmas. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> We have Father Christmas as a special guest with us today on the political show. I'm I quite think we excited. should say his real name, but he yes. always acts as Father Christmas later today in our service. Yes, he does. So, do you want to introduce yourself to the audience, the listener? Uh, I'm also known as Saint Nick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, I can ask his wife if he's a saint. <laughs> I'm very far from a saint. <laughs> yeah, I know. My name is Shane from the vault. Yes. So that is who we have as our special guest today. What are you guys doing for Christmas? Lunch. Lunch, yep. I think we're going to eat for hours. Yeah, I feel like that is a South African tradition. Oh, is it me? Ah, <laughs> ah. Um, I'll be eating. Eating? Um, yeah, eat until I sleep. Eat until you then sleep. Then wake up, eat again. That sounds like yeah. a plan, yeah. And then boxing day, eat the leftovers. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and then you're hoping, you're hoping that, please, mom, do we still have more? Do we still have more? <laughs> Can I just tell you that there is something about leftovers, especially braai meat. Now, if we, if we call it braai here in South Africa. In other countries, then you guys will probably call it uh, a barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. But there's something about braai meat that sleeps It's not, it's not the same. They don't have burros. They don't. Oh. You so, brother burros and then you brother steaks. Yep. And it's got part of the burovos yep, on it. Yep, it's yep. So and wait, the chicken. So wait, you're telling me there's people who don't have don't, they don't know burovos? Nope. Of course. What? No barbecues. What? For them, barbecues is... No, people come to South Africa. No, 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 no. So yeah, no, there are people out there who don't know burovos. Guys, burovos is a special type of sausage. If That's the only way I can explain it. Yes. It's not even sausage. It's a thick sausage. Oh, it's very nice. Like a thick tractor tire. It's like it's the traditional meat of South Africa. Everyone loves yes. a buri. Yes, you don't have a braai without a buri. No, you don't. No. I, I, know, I know my uncle. My uncle loves meat. But I'm telling you, burravos, yo, he's killing me. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I love meat, I love chicken and everything. But if you don't give me vos, if you don't give me vos, I'll fight with you. And he's black. <laughs> sure. All right, I'll also be eating but, but, for... Sorry, but I mean, it doesn't matter in South Africa if you're black or white, colored yeah. Indian. We all eat burivos. We're yeah. united by the bra. By the yes, bra. But, but that's, that's why I just mentioned that he's black. Because a lot of people think that, especially in South Africa, that burivos is just for... That's why it's called burivos. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Shane, what are you going to be doing this Christmas? Yeah, at Christmas time, we went to go see all the families and eat as much as you can. Yep. And you throw away Christmas wrappings. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, no. Buy a bigger belt. Buy yeah. a bigger belt. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. So Americans, you guys have Thanksgiving. We have the bri, the bri in Saturday. Yeah, well, we don't have Thanksgiving. No, we don't have. Thanksgiving. We only now have Black Friday, which is a sale after Thanksgiving. Yeah, that is. We true. give presents at Christmas, so yeah. the equivalent to what the Americans do at Thanksgiving, we do at Christmas. Yes, basically. So, so that figure stops on Christmas Day. Yeah, that. Christmas and Boxing Day. Well, Boxing Day is just laziness. We just well, you got to recover from yeah. Christmas. <laughs> I 
think I think what we give more is bribes here in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Okay, so today we're going to be speaking about something that's quite serious and stuff that happens and not a lot of people know that this happened because it's not spoken about in the media. I mean, when we were doing research about this, um it was really hard to find articles on the specific topic and that's the killing of Christians on Christmas Day. So do you want to give an explanation on what exactly we're going to be talking about? Now, well just especially in a place like Saudi Arabia, one of the things is if you proselytize, which is what they call it, Christians would call it evangelize. So if you go and if you're a Christian, you go and speak to Muslims in in Saudi Arabia about the gospel, you'll be arrested, put on trial, found guilty, you get the death penalty, and then often just to show or just to make a point, they'll actually execute these guys on Christmas day. Yeah. And that's uh, just to make a statement. And so many Christians have been martyred for their faith on Christmas day. Yeah. You know, over the years. It's not just the Muslims that have done it, but uh, in my lifetime it's been mainly the Muslims that have done it. Yeah. So that is what we're going to be speaking about. In case you thought that everyone is ha- having an amazing day today and and just eating like we say we're going to do and things like that, there's actually people out there who might be losing their lives because they believe in Christ, which is something amazing as well. The fact that you would be able to give up your life for our God is one of the biggest things to be honored for here on earth and stuff. So that's what we're going to be speaking about. We're going to be speaking about Saudi Arabia and some other countries that also kill Christians on Christmas Day specifically. And yeah, keep listening. This is the political show on Active FM where Christ politics is flipping hot politics. Flipping hot politics even on Christmas Day. Amen. <laughs> What is up? It is your girl Sandra aka DJ Peaches. It is that time of the year where we exchange gifts and all things nice. Right, right. From me to you, I just want to say Merry Christmas. Love you. Peace and God bless. The radio station that is full of festive fun. Now Saudi Arabia is a strongly Islamic nation according to Islamic tradition it is the place of birth of and final resting place of Muhammad who is the prophet of Islam Sorry. <laughs> Father Christmas is sneezing <laughs> That's not covid don't worry yes. Yeah <laughs> Now, Saudi Arabia's strict branch of Islam governs every aspect of life for its citizens. Openly practicing other religions is illegal, and leaving Islam is punishable by death. All Saudi citizens are required to be Muslims, and non-citizens of other faiths are expected to worship privately. The spike in pressure from family life from the 2019 to the 2020 World Watch list. If you don't know what the World Watch list is, the World Watch list is a list that uh, an organization called Open Doors takes uh, brings out every year and that is the top 50 countries where it is really being a Christian is very hard in where these are persecuted countries where you would actually be persecuted for being a Christian and Saudi Arabia is actually number 13. So it's actually very close. It went from number 15 to number 13 over between 2019 and 2020, meaning that the persecution for Christians in Saudi Arabia have become worse over 
2019, between 2019 and 2020. So like I was saying, the spike in pressure uh, from family life from 2019 to the 2020 World Watch list reflects that the brutal reality for Christians who have converted from Islam, these believers risk violence because of their decision to follow Christ. And... Yeah, and carries. Uh, if you go onto the the organization's website, you'll actually see more about what's happening in Saudi Arabia. So let's speak about Saudi Arabia. I was listening to the radio, and it was South Africans calling from Saudi Arabia. There was a situation that was happening. It was quite a few years ago. There was a situation that was happening, and this specific person. Now, if you're in South Africa, you'll know 94.7 is one of the radio stations in, in Johannesburg. In Johannesburg, they had a caller from Saudi Arabia. And this person was actually afraid when they called. And they, this person was like, we, I think there was a water crisis or something happening in Saudi Arabia at that time. And this person was like, I'm speaking to you right now, but I need to be careful of what I'm saying because the government is actually listening to what I'm saying. So I can't say just anything over. So they actually, this person was actually warning the people from the specific radio station saying that you can't just ask me any question because I won't be able to answer all of your questions. So if that is a person, now we don't know if that person is Christian or not and stuff. So if a, a regular person in the community of Saudi Arabia couldn't really say anything about what's happening within the country, how much more is it then for Christians? Do you want to comment on that? Saudi Arabia, obviously for a long time, on the Open Doors uh, watch list, they were the number one. Yeah. You know, they were the, the most oppressive nation in terms of oppressing Christians and persecuting Christians. Yeah. Then you've had nations like North Korea and things like that that have overtaken. It doesn't mean they've gotten better. Yeah. It's just they so, the other nations are so much worse. But in Saudi Arabia, they've actually got an entire police force called the Mutawa. Mm. And they're looking for apostates. They're looking for people that have left Islam. Mm. So you have an entire police force dedicated to finding uh people that have converted to Christianity and things like that mm -hmm. and arresting them, putting them on trial and then, you know, either they must recant their newfound faith mm -hmm. or they get executed. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a dire situation. You've got massive, massive, massive amounts of um, oppression coming from the state, from the government, from those Saudi princes. And then in addition to that, even within the families, mm. you know, if you give your life to Jesus, the pressure you're going to get from the family is unbelievable due to the fact that they see it as a huge act of dishonor. Yeah. So if you become a Christian in Saudi, you've really met Jesus. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can say, because the world's going to throw everything it can at you um, to cause you not to, you know, not, not to carry on believing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Black Knight? Um, I just want to ask, is they, do you still find they're still Christians? in Saudi Arabia yeah. till today? Well, officially, no. Yeah. Officially, Saudi Arabia is 100% Muslim, mm -hmm. except as she was mentioning earlier, foreigners. But mm -hmm. um, guys like Open Doors, you know, from communications they have with people, they estimate that about 4% uh, of the Saudi population is Christian. Mm. Wow. However, something like 70% of those who give their lives to Jesus will go back due to the, the pressure. It just gets too yeah. much. Yeah. So, but in spite of that, four percent. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Mm. Going back, obviously, it's not that cool, but the fact that someone took the chance—that's how you know that the gospel is actually powerful. Yeah. You know that at that moment, the person is thinking, you know what, I'd rather die. You know. Mm. And I was reading from Revelations. You see in heaven how saints that actually gave their lives, saints that were killed 
for the name of Christ, they're actually praised in heaven. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's awesome to know that there's actually Christians above all that. I was listening to the Situation Room and then it was mentioned about China too, that China used to do that. But the more the more they oppressed, the more the Christians grew. Yeah. You know, to know, that's how you know, that's how you know the gospel is powerful. If Christians got freedom in Saudi Arabia, I believe with all my heart, you'd see an explosion. Yeah, you would. You'd see yeah. a revival there like yeah. you cannot believe. Yeah. Mm. Now, another article that I obviously I was going through doing the research and stuff on Saudi Arabia and these places, and there was an interesting article. And I just want us to, this last few minutes of the session, want us to discuss this because this is something that a lot of Christians in open, in open countries haven't thought, well, some, obviously some churches have thought of this and some Christians, but a lot of Christians have become very comfortable and mm. think that persecution won't come to us. And, and this is something that came up, and it was lessons that could be learned from believers in, in the Arabian Peninsula. And the Arabian Peninsula include countries like Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, uh, Yemen, Qatar, and other countries. But all of these countries are actually persecuted countries, and they say because of the coronavirus, the whole world now knows what it means to be isolated. Christians everywhere now know the challenge of worshipping without a church building and the lack of physical Christian community. There are new and uneasy difficulties experiencing for many of us. Now, they say that the isolation caused by the COVID-19 pandemic can help the global church gain a deeper appreciation and sense of uh, solidarity with these brothers and sisters in Christ. How can we find encouragement and hope from, uh, from what what from what isolated and persecuted Christians have experienced for years. And this article goes on and speaks about a person, and obviously they don't use his real name here because it's, 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 it's an underground community and things, and they can't, they can't expose these people because their lives are at risk. But it speaks about a Muslim who came in contact with a Christian many years ago, this person moved him and whatever, but he stayed being a Muslim for many years. And during the lockdown, he actually, he, he was feeling depressed and all of these things and decided to go online. And he met with a person online, a Christian online and stuff. And through open doors, they were, they were able to meet face to face. And this person ministered to this man who used to be a, a Muslim and he gave his life and he was converted and things like that. So even in lockdown and with the, already they're persecuted and isolated, and, and now with the lockdowns, they, obviously the opportunities that they had before were not really there and, and, and stuff. They were still able to win a whole lot of believers. Now, can we say the same thing to the Western type of Christians and, and the, the Christians in the open countries and stuff? I, I think the days of comfortable Christianity are gone. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to come back. You, you're going to see increasing oppression. Hmm. especially if Joe Biden becomes president and all of that sort of stuff. You know, also with the rise of China and all of those sorts of things. So yeah. uh, Christians have to get right with God. They have to get sorted out with him and, and they have to become people of faith. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, um, it's not about now having a comfortable experience, you know, having nice events and all of that kind of stuff. Um, more and more it's going to become, what is your relationship with God? Hmm. And it's still very important, though. We cannot allow the world to stop us meeting, even yeah. if we have to meet in secret. Yeah. The church in China was able to grow in spite of extreme persecution yeah. due to the fact that they would meet often at like one in the morning, mm. you know, in, in houses and things like that. And so it doesn't matter how. You know, you've got to, you've got to figure out ways. Yeah. And uh, you, you, you've got to do that. And you've still got to find a way to preach the gospel yeah. so that the gospel can get out there. Yeah. 
yes, now you're putting your life at risk, but in the end, it'll be worth it. Mm. Yeah. And in fact, I think your life is always at risk. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Pastor Shane, what are your thoughts? Look, I think um, in the Western world, you, you, be, you become comfortable at Christmas doing your, like you say, your family, yeah. your family meetings and uh, your opening of presents and join together for church and you get your Christmas goers that come once a year to church. <laughs> but the idea is that it's a celebration because Jesus was born mm-hmm. and it was the greatest gift that was given to humanity, which is Christ. And uh, that gift is either something which is priceless or something which you chuck away. Yeah. And I think on Christmas Day, a lot of people take for granted the fact that we have Christ, um, that He is the greatest gift that we have. And so we can take for granted the, the fact that we can celebrate openly. Mm-hmm. Um, but in countries like that, it's, there's, there's a price to pay. And uh, Jesus really is the priceless gift that you get on Christmas Day, um, or He's not. Yeah. And so you, you, you literally see the value of what Christ means on Christmas Day for for. Christians in those in those in those places, and uh, yeah, if you don't uh, get out there and you don't give Christ the opportunity to really be within your life and to, and to be evident within your life, um, it's shown by you know by what measures you take, yeah, and how and how you'd want to get out there, yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that's basically just the intro of the show. Now in this next segment, we're actually going to speak about the persecutions that have been taking place on this day, on Christmas Day. And stuff. Here's a song by Chris Tomlin called Oh Come All Ye Faithful. Oh 
Live, right here on Active FM, we bring to you the Active Worship Inception album. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I rejoice at your word, I'm fading. album on Spotify and Apple iTunes. If you're interested in downloading the album, well, contact us for more info. So we're obviously speaking about Christian persecuted and the persecuted church. And since it's Christmas Day, we obviously know that Christ was born on this day. And that's the main thing that we are celebrating. The fact that our Savior was born into the world to save us from our sins. But something that has always been, even when Jesus was born, was the persecution of Christians. I mean, a whole lot of kids died on the day that Jesus was born. Why? Because King Herod was afraid that Jesus was going to take over his, his throne and, and, and stuff. But that has basically carried out over the years. And we've actually seen that a whole lot of Christians have died on Christmas Day. There's been a whole lot of persecutions that have happened. Now, the deaths of nearly, and this is taken from 2017, the death of nearly 150 Christians have been reported in in targeted attacks on religious uh, minorities in Nigeria, Cairo, and India during the 2017 Christmas season, according to various reports from religious uh, liberty advocates and new agencies. So on one day, basically over or close to 150 Christians were killed in three different countries because they were Christians and it was on Christmas Day. And we also see that uh, between 14 and 16 Christians are leaving a midnight New Year's Eve service on the 1st of January, and New Year's is coming up as well, in Nigeria as well, were killed. And that was reported by BBC and the Nigerian Independence News, and that was reported on the 2nd of January. And these are actually the things that are being reported. We see in places like Saudi Arabia as well, where they kill Christians on Christmas Day to prove a point or as a statement. And, and yeah, it's similar to when um, you had ISIS uh, killing Christians by crucifying them. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 it makes a statement. Yes. Yeah. So they, uh, they're making a statement and, and stuff. So what are your thoughts? The fact that, and these are the only of the ones being reported because there's a whole lot of persecution and stuff that are not being reported on the news and we don't know anything about. And the ones that they do report, <coughs> the numbers are not to be believed as well. The fact that they're saying 150 or 14 to 16 is probably not the case because there's a whole lot of churches that get burnt down. There are families and entire villages that get attacked because they are Christian and because they are believers. So what, are, what is your thoughts? The fact that they're actually using Christmas Day to kill Christians. At the end of the day, um, it's, it's like when those, those Coptic Christians were killed on the beach. Yeah. You know, by ISIS. And they filmed it and they put it up on YouTube and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's terrible for us in this life. But in the book of Revelation, it talks about the glorious crown that awaits those who are going to die for their faith. Mm-hmm. Who are going to be martyred like that. When you're a Christian, the death is not the end for you. Yeah, you, you have hope beyond the grave. Yeah. And so if you are killed for your Lord and your Savior, well, even that doesn't match what he did for you. 
So it's actually quite an incredible thing to actually be able to, in some way, just reciprocate. Not that you can ever repay him for what he's done for you. So it's an honor. And when you look in the book of Revelation, you, you see there that the, the, the blood of the saints cries out to God, first of all. Mm. You look at when uh, the apostle Paul met Jesus on the road to Damascus. Jesus said to him, why are you persecuting me? And then further than that, those who die for their faith in Jesus are going to receive a huge honor mm. in heaven. In fact, you, if you think about it, you know, obviously Judas uh, betrayed Jesus. And then he was replaced by Matthias. Now, out of those 12, 11 of them were killed for their faith. Mm. Now, here's the thing about that. The fact that they were killed for their faith, plus the apostle Paul was killed for his faith. What that does is it shows us that those men who saw that, who said they had seen Jesus, those men who proclaimed that they had seen the resurrected Christ, they were prepared to die for that. Mm. That tells me it's true. You won't get all of those 11, plus Paul, all claiming that and getting killed for claiming that. Because mm. if they'd recanted their faith, they wouldn't have been killed. Mm. They'd get killed for claiming that. Yeah. Um, people won't do that for something if they know for a fact it's a lie. And then on yeah, top of that, true. the Apostle John, who, who wasn't killed, they tried to kill him. Mm. They threw him in a pot of boiling oil, but they couldn't kill him. Sure. So the thing is, you know, um, it's the ultimate expression of our faith. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you don't ask for it, but uh, the Lord will give you the strength to go through it. Yeah. One of the things, and this is the last thing I want to say, one of the things that uh, persecuted Christians will tell you is that they don't pray that the persecution will be lifted. Mm. They pray that they will be able to handle the persecution in such a way that the way that they handle the persecution will be a witness to their persecutors mm. of what Jesus has done for sure. them. Yeah. And that is that that actually changes your mind when you're praying because we would pray for Lord, please stop them from persecuting me or please give me some marshmallows <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> please give me some marshmallows and all of these things, but there's actually they're not praying that the persecution stops and stuff. So that, because that's a way of that's their way of ministering to other people. That's actually quite 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 powerful to think about. Black Knight, what are your thoughts on the fact that Christians are being persecuted on Christmas Day as a statement and to prove something? Um, and why is he wearing black on Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> um, I think I think you all highlighted the the very important things, and obviously the whole the whole fact that since since the birth of Jesus and them choosing Christmas mm. without them knowing, you know, I think they're just symbolizing that whole thing that. Um, this was happening when Jesus when she, in, um, when Jesus was being born, and till today it's still happening for his birth that people are, are still are still being killed. Um, and and I was I was actually thinking because this is obviously the political show, so it's so you know we you look at we were talking about Ace and how dangerous he is. You know Ace Ace would fetch you if if he knows what you're saying is true, and then he'd take you out. You know what I mean? So for me that that the death of these people, just like just like Pastor said or mentioned, the death of these people is just proving. Yeah. It's just proving my belief that my gospel is actually right. Yeah. You know, because like I'm saying with politics, you wouldn't just go kill someone who's talking nonsense. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they're talking nonsense, in fact, you you won't even care about them. But now, the yeah, for me, it's, it's just it's just more proof. As we know, Harold was also scared. Um, knowing he was just probably looking at his own flaws as as a king, thinking that ah maybe yeah he's gonna do that you know, but it was above that. It was a spiritual thing. It's the same thing here. It's not the killing that we're looking at. It's what they've been killed for, 
that's the main thing for mm. me and the fact that they been killed for the gospel and people are willing to do that yeah. you know because pastor mentioned you can just say no i'm not a believer mm. you know you can it's, it's easy to say that you know what i mean but people are willing to say no i believe in christ and if you want to kill me it's fine so yeah for me it's more of of um can i say it gives me more power mm. and to to not relax especially with with, with what's happening I don't know it can also happen to me anytime mm-hmm. you know what I mean with, with with where things are going it can happen to me anytime but in the future I know for sure my kids are going to face this yeah that I know for sure my kids are going to face this yeah. for sure yeah and pastor Shane your thoughts what you realize is that like you said when Herod came and tried to uh, stop the you know stop Jesus coming to the world um the darkness will always come against the light you know, no matter where, wherever there's light, the darkness will come and try and snuff out the light. But like Jesus said, it's like a city on a hill. Uh, the brighter the light, the more it exposes the darkness. Yeah. And, um, you know, these, these Muslims that come and they cut off uh, the Christians' heads. They're trying to make a statement, but all they're doing is, is reaffirming our faith. Because when you see people dying for their faith, then you know it's real. And as Christians, there's something inside of you that, that can relate to a person that gives a life. You know, mm. it's almost like it's inspiring. And so even in the book of Acts where they tried to uh, snuff out the early Christians, uh, that was their best opportunity to get rid of the gospel. Uh, but the more they persecuted the church, the more the church grew. Mm. And so the idea is in, in times like this of Christmas where, they, where these guys um, basically martyr Christians for their faith, um, it's actually like a meaningless exercise because it just shows that what we believe has power. You know, we aren't going around cutting off uh, other religions' heads, and we we don't have to fight for our, our, our religion because um, what we believe is real, and uh, we don't have to fight for Christ because He fights for Himself, yeah. and His name will continue. And uh, the Bible says, even the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And so, yeah, we have we have lots to 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 look forward to. And like Pastor Gav said, you know, what, what greater thing can you have? It's like it's like having a ticket and the chopping off your head, and that's your 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 access into heaven forever and ever <laughs> you know when i was younger i remember how um, we used to wait for that day when you're going to go on holiday and you pack all your stuff and you can't sleep and you know it's if if if, if christians had to see their, their their journey in life like that i think it would be a different journey yeah you're thinking yeah. i'm excited for the time i die and you you look forward to the packing you know like when you when you pack for holiday you pack your bags expecting the holiday and uh, if Christians lived their lives packing their bags ready for the afterlife, they would live a different life. Mm. And uh, when it came, they'd be excited. And, you know, even if it was sooner than later, um, you'd get a longer holiday. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's really awesome to think about. Yeah. One thing I just want to say before we close off the segment, we're not feeling, the, the persecuted Christians are not feeling sorry for themselves. They're not sitting, saying, it's Christmas Day, they're going to kill me and whatever, but they're actually standing firm. And this, that's not what this show is about, about making us feel sorry for the Christian, the persecuted Christian and, and stuff. But it's actually letting you know that this is actually what's happening and we actually need to stand firm in our faith, especially as a believer, and, and, and fight this spiritually and through prayer and, and stuff because it could come into, it, it, it will come into the Western world with the way, with all these lockdowns and stuff that we experienced this year. I mean, we saw that they were trying to, uh, locked down the church completely and told us to get used to this new normal of doing church online. So those are early signs and we cannot be comfortable as the Western 
are Christians. We actually need to take a whole lot of examples and, and follow in, in the footsteps of the persecuted Christians. And this is the political show right here on Active FM, where radio has never been better and Christ politics is... Art politics. Art politics. So hey guys, this is Sean from Hillsong, Pretoria. You're listening to Active FM and that Christ music is hot music. See you later, man. In Romans 12 verse 1, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Yeah, so, you know, obviously what that's talking about is dying to ourselves. Yeah. That when you can become a believer in view of the great mercy of God, which is spoken of in Romans 11, because he's so merciful, because he's done such a huge act to forgive us the way he has, that as a response, we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, which means... It's no longer I that lives, it's Christ that lives in me. Mm-hmm. Now, that means I'm dead to myself. I'm dead to the world I'm on, and I'm alive for Christ. Now, if I'm dead, you, you cannot be afraid as a corpse. Mm. I've never seen a corpse that is, that is scared. Yeah. Okay? There's no fear inside of them because they're dead. It's over. When we're living like this and we're living as a living sacrifice, um, holy and pleasing to God, we've given up everything. We've given up our lives. We want to please God. That becomes our, our main aim. That becomes our main source of everything. Yeah. When we do this, you know, then that kills fear. It destroys the spirit of fear. And we're able to go forward and do what those Christians in persecuted nations have done. Because when you give your life in one of those nations to Jesus, it means literally you're saying any day now, if I get caught, I know I'm going to die. But I'm willing to do that because I've given my life to Jesus. Mm. And so that's important, you know, for us to understand. As I think Shane was talking about earlier, it makes it real, Calvin as well. Mm. Um, and 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 so people who, who die for their faith like that, they actually become an inspiration to other people. Mm. And many times over history, people, even missionaries, pastors, all sorts of people have been killed because of their Christian work. Yeah. And and there've been countless stories over the years. Yeah. That um, of someone being killed. It was ministering the gospel. Yeah. And as a result of their death, people got saved. Yeah, This is something that is massively, massively important to understand. Mm. When you are a Christian, we have an eternal mindset. We're living for eternity. Mm. Our God is an eternal God. Mm. The church is part of an everlasting kingdom. That kingdom is never going to end. We become citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We are part of a royal priesthood. Not only that, while we're on this earth, we are ambassadors for Christ. Yes. That's what we do. So on this Christmas day, we are ambassadors for Christ which means the church is the embassy of Christ. Yeah. And we're here representing Christ in a foreign country. Yes. That's what it means. And yes. so if we give our lives to Jesus, we won't be afraid of anything. And mm. that's, that's the glory of the gospel. Yeah, sure. That is really amazing. And now I'm going to go and eat turkey. <laughs> Remember, you can catch us on our different platforms. We're on Instagram at ActiveFM777. We're on Facebook, forward slash ActiveFM. We're on Twitter at ActiveFM. And we're on Parlor at ActiveFM. And you can download our amazing shows on www.activefm.co.za. You can also download our shows on Google Podcasts and on Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. So get downloading. Let us know what your thoughts are. Tell us, what are you doing for Christmas? I'm your girl, Cynthia, but you know you can call me Gigs. With me in studio, we've got... A Merry Christmas from Gavin Inslin. From Pastor Gavin Inslin and... 
the black knight merry christmas once again <laughs> the black knight and oh ho ho father christmas sunny out thank you <laughs> father christmas right here on the political show on christmas day on active yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. radio has never been better i wish that you guys have an amazing christmas day eat as much as you can so that you're rolling out of here i know that i'll be r- rolling into the studio next week here's a song by tadashi a hype song by tadashi called emmanuel yeah oh come on Forget that money cause it got with us I could go beat the blind Like I don't need the blind I could go bleed the blind Or I could lead the blind Yeah, everywhere to bring the heat cause it was cold Got no one to do it, we was all alone Every Christmas Santa missed us, we was broke Now I get this, gotta get this on my own Every holiday was not a holiday Every holiday nobody got a break Just to fight to find a fate Every hurt I felt, it fell down on my face Radio has never been better.